You're listening to the Party Girl Podcast with Chelsea Curtis, episode 68. So in this episode, I actually want to talk to you about what I learned in church yesterday. So in church, I was sitting in Sunday school, and the teacher was talking about traditions and how sometimes we let traditions, meaning the way that we've always done something or the way that we think something should be done because that's the way it's always been done, get in the way of progress. And sometimes people forget that change is progress. And so my church recently shortened the church block from three hours, so three hours of church, to two hours of church on Sundays, which I love because it's more family time. And our church leaders encouraged us, you know, for that extra hour that you're not in church, we want to encourage you to read scriptures with your kids and to really study the lessons from the scriptures and to teach them to your kids in a way that's more meaningful. Um, And so I, you know, while I love that change, I'm sure there were people that were like, oh my gosh, like the, how is church shortening? Like, how are we still going to get, you know, what we need to out of it? And, you know, sometimes like changes like that, like while some people are all about it, like me, it could be a real test of faith for someone else. But, you know, all of this talk about traditions got me thinking because have you ever seen the movie, The Fiddler on the Roof? If you haven't, it's a musical newsflash. If you didn't know this about me, I love, love musicals and I love old movies. And so it checks off those two boxes. And the main character, his name is Tevia, and he lives in this little village. And his whole thing is like tradition. That's he has a whole song about traditions and like it must be this way. And the whole movie you know, his family, his daughters, everyone's breaking the traditions. Um, and they're kind of carving out a new path and they're going on in a new way. And while tradition is good and it's familiar, it doesn't mean it's the end all be all, the only way that something can be done or accomplished and get you from point A to point B, you know. And I was thinking, you know, what traditions do we have in our minds of the way that something should be? And it kind of got me thinking about, you know, even my path of dropping out of school to pursue work, then to become a, you know, pregnant um, wife wanting to become a stay-at-home mom and wanting to break that tradition of being a stay-at-home mom and how hard that was and how much pushback I got to becoming my own boss and being this work-at-home mom doing events and things that I absolutely love. And it's just been so interesting because I never thought about it as like a tradition. You know, the tradition, a traditional family looks like this and a traditional, you know, mother does that. Um, And just realizing that it's going to be different for everyone. And how do we get out of our own way? And how do we allow God, um, whatever you believe in, how do you allow him to to bless you and guide you if you are standing in your own way. And one of the things, I don't even know if this ties in, honestly, but one of the things that was mentioned was that sometimes you can have a blessing, like be blessed, um, 
Or sometimes you can have a trial removed, but by going through the trial, by going through that hard thing, you are blessed. And sometimes when we pray and ask God to deliver us from our struggles and our hardships, you know, we're asking for something that maybe would help us. And he shared the example from the Bible of Joseph, who was, you know, keeping one of the commandments by not sleeping with, is his name Potiphar, Potiphar's wife? He gets thrown in jail because he doesn't have adultery, right? (laughs) He's like, what the heck? Um, And if you think about getting thrown into jail for a crime you did not commit, you would think that was pretty unfair and, and how crummy that must have felt for him, right? And then to think that, you know, he's praying, please, like, help me to know what to do or whatever. Um, Because he's in the prison, he's able to interpret dreams for the, is it a butcher and a baker? I can't remember. And because he interprets dreams, the Pharaoh finds out he becomes second to Pharaoh, right? That never would have happened if he didn't go to prison, which he had no right being there, right? So God works in mysterious ways. And how many times are you or me, you know, going through a trial, something really hard? um, And it's really... God giving us an opportunity for something even better that you couldn't have gotten if you didn't go through that trial, right? So um it, it was it was just kind of interesting to think about that. I'm like, again, more entrepreneurial, like, aha, <laughs> right? Like maybe my really crappy experiences um are helping me in a way that I can't see right now but they're molding me to be stronger. They're molding me to be better than I was yesterday. And for me, like one of the things that I don't think a lot of people realize, maybe you do realize this if you, if you do good for you, but I don't think a lot of people realize that I am so, um, motivated and on the ball when I want something done. Like when I want to get something, I'm going to do it. And I don't like to wait. I'm very impatient. I don't like to wait on other people. I just want to start moving on it immediately. And so because of that, which is, I think, a fantastic skill set, especially um, as an entrepreneur, as an employee, it was awesome for me. But as um, a friend and as a just somebody that's compassionate, caring, like I don't naturally think to stop to notice those things. And to be quite honest, like I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, but when I'm in um, a place where I don't feel fulfilled, like things aren't clicking, it's hard for me to stop working because I feel like I don't deserve it. I feel like I don't deserve a break. Like I need to keep going. I can't stop. And, um, you know, like I've had to train myself to say, it's going to be okay. Just relax. Like just take a deep breath. Try to think about enjoying something. And no, you can't work all the time. There's no gold star for only getting three hours of sleep at night. There's no gold star for, you know, (laughs) pushing so hard that you collapse physically, mentally, emotionally. There's no There's no reward for that. It's just living in a way that's miserable and hard and makes you a grumpy, tired mom, you know? Um, And over the weekend, we had the opportunity to go on a double date with some of our best friends who came in from out of town. And our friends planned it. They're like, let's go to Top Golf. It'll be so amazing. 
And in my mind, I was like, "Ugh, I don't want to do that. Like, I'm not good at golfing. Like, and like, oh, I don't want to do that. And like, it's really expensive. Meaning, I don't know, this is like, for me, I don't want to spend money on things that I know I'm not going to be good at. So that's such a, like, uh, it's totally a character flaw. I, I, I was like, <laughs> I'm embarrassed saying this now, but I was like, oh, I don't want to spend, you know, like a hundred dollars on golfing. Like I just, I would rather go to Nordstrom and get something nice for myself or something else. Like, do we have to do that? You know, like, I just don't want to do that. And I was kind of in a bad mood and Nick came home and he was so sweet and just said, you know, you need to just go like do something fun and it'll be fun. Like we're going to be with them. And I was like, that's true. Like we're going to be with our really good friends. So I know it'll be a good time. I just like, again, I didn't want to stop and pull myself away to do something new that I knew I wasn't good at. So we get there and, um, the two guys are just like killing it. Like I kind of forgot how, how it felt to watch my husband do something he was really good at. And for those of you that don't know, my husband gets to golf and do fun things like that for his job. And he is amazing. He's so much fun and he's so good and has, you know, he's not like a pro golfer, but it's, it was fun to see him in his element. And we ordered some appetizers and some dinner and we were mixing and matching and sharing and just like having the best time. And I was like, why was I dragging my heels in to do something just fun? Like we don't have to do this every weekend, you know, like maybe I wasn't amazing at it. And I actually did surprise myself. Like they were so patient. Like the thing that, okay, if I, okay, let's go back a little bit. The reason I don't like to do things I'm not good at, especially things like golfing that are a very technical sport is because I don't want to look dumb, honestly. And so to think about like, I paid to look dumb. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. Like I paid to look stupid. I paid that much money to look like a complete imbecile. Like no thank you, right? So here we are, we're golfing and they instead of laughing and being like you didn't even hit the ball. Like I can't tell you how many times it happened like I swung the club and hit nothing. It was so embarrassing. And not once did anybody laugh. Not once did anybody say anything cutting like you suck and you're horrible at golf. Um, not once they just said, Oh, you know what? If you put your feet like this, or if you hold the club like that, or if you look down straight at the ball, instead of trying to look where you're hitting, you're going to have a better outcome. And they helped me. Um, and I was like, Oh my gosh, like I actually enjoyed it. And not only did I enjoy it, like I want to go back, which is crazy because I hate golfing. But I was like, wow, like that was such a good experience. And again, for my natural tendencies, like my own character flaws of being so like nose to the grindstone. First we work, then we play. First we get stuff done, then we can enjoy time. And if it's not done, no one's having fun. Like honestly, it's such a character flaw because that's not realistic. Like, yes, it's good to have that attitude when you're maybe crunch time on a big project, but all the time, day to day, like no wonder I'm such a mess, you know, like no wonder my entrepreneurial journey is like up, down, high, low, left, right, in, out. Like it's all over the place. And I just, anyway, I, I feel grateful for the opportunity and the patience of good friends, my sweet husband to just take the time 
to, again, especially Nick, listen to me vent and to not say anything about it and to just say, I'm sorry that you don't really love it. And, you know, let's just like put on a good face and let's just make it fun. It'll be like, it'll be fun because you're there, you know, like you love to smile and laugh and crack jokes. and like, it'll just be fun. We'll have fun. And he was totally right. And not just that, like they must've been in cahoots or something. Cause now I'm like, when can we go back? That was the best ever. So I wanted to let you know, like, first of all, let's wrap up the first thought. Traditions are good. And I think that they help to ground us. And we need to be careful that we're not judging other people if they decide that a tradition isn't working for them if they break away, right? That's their choice. Like we need to love them and love ourselves if we ever decide to break away. The second thing is, We need to, well, not just we, this is me. I hope you guys know that I'm not ever talking to you. I'm talking about myself. (laughs) The second thing is, yes, it's important to know that hard work and work ethic and getting the job done are important. And it's also good to know that breaks and time for fun is okay too. And you don't have to wait to have fun. Like I think I'm realizing that last month was unnecessarily hard and I beat myself up unnecessarily way too many times. Instead of just saying, oh man, that didn't work. Okay, let's do something fun now. I'm closing down work. I don't want to think about it. Instead of saying this didn't work, I'm going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing pushing because you keep pushing and you keep Like, again, you're not in a creative state because you're frustrated with yourself or you're hitting walls instead of taking a break and just turning it off even, you know, it's hard sometimes as an entrepreneur to shut that off and just to say, it's okay. You know, like you've done hard things before and you can do it again. And I think going off of the last episode, like it's good to know the plan of where you want to go. And it's so funny because most of the time we set these really lofty goals for like this month or this year. And it's been said like you rarely think, you rarely do as much as you think you're going to do in the year, but you do way more in the course of like five years or 10 years than you think, than you ever thought you could have. And that's so true. That's like totally been the business story, my entrepreneurial story. Um, And so (laughs) this episode has been a lot of rambling, but I've had a lot of my mind hopefully something made sense to you and it was kind of coherent somewhere, but I'm excited for a fresh new week and a fresh start. And to remember that again, tradition is good, but it's not the, the end. Um, and I'll be all, it's not the only way and that it's okay for us to enjoy the process while we're growing and on this journey. And thank you so much for being here. I hope that if you are liking these episodes, if you if you would, like, would you write me a review? Would you just say, hey, I like this or hey, I don't like that. Like, let's hear more of this. Like, I love those. I read them. Um, they mean so much. So if you wouldn't mind, jump into your iTunes or wherever you're listening to this, leave me a review and I will catch you in the next episode.